Welcome to a baseball is back sort of edition of the Evan Roberts podcast. So the plan is to have baseball. That's the progress we could all celebrate, that there is a plan to have baseball, that we no longer have to talk about owners and players and fighting each other over prorated salaries and all that garbage that we've had to deal with for the last month and a half. I admit to you this, and it's something that Joe has said for a while, and I don't know if it's necessarily that he has gotten in my head or maybe I see the world around me. I'm skeptical until baseball starts that we're going to have baseball. You know, it's great that the commissioner of baseball has decided to start a season, even though the players and owners couldn't agree to a deal. And I'll get to that in a second. But I don't know if I'm actually really going to be pumped up, excited, ready to go until I see it, until baseball's on the field. Now, that may change. You know, maybe when pitchers and catchers and all position players are reporting to, quote, spring training 2.0, and it's probably going to be in each team's local city, maybe then I'll start to get excited. You know, maybe seeing Garrett Cole at Yankee Stadium, Pete Alonzo at City Field, Luis Rojas communicating with the media, Aaron Boone communicating with the media, maybe that is going to get me excited, and I'm going to start to believe we're going to have baseball. But right now, what baseball has done on this Tuesday night is they've gotten to the place that the NBA is in. They've gotten to the place, sort of, that the NHL has gotten in. And that's, hey, we have a plan. Hey, we're going to have a season, tentatively. Hey, this is what our intentions are. We're going to start a year on July 4th, uh, July 24th, July 25th. It's going to be a 60-game season. I'm sure they're going to release specific schedules real soon. Here are the rules. There's going to be a trade deadline, which I'll also get to in a little bit. So they've gotten from the place of fighting over money to the place where the NBA is. And let's face it about the NBA. Until the basketball actually starts... We're going to be skeptical. We're going to be skeptical that there's going to be too many virus announcements that's going to cause a leak to say that's too much. And that's the million-dollar question none of us know. Now, I don't want to spend the entire podcast being negative, but I'm just giving you my instant reaction to the news of, hey, the players and owners have agreed sort of to a deal, and this is the plan for the baseball season. I see a lot of tweets of, baseball's back. Yeah, this is great. I'm going to feel that way when the games are played. Trust me. And I want to start there with the negotiation that we've all dealt with for the last two months. I got to tell you, right now, in this moment, I don't even care that they didn't make a deal. I mean, is that on anybody's mind? No, for the last month and a half, we've spent, maybe it's been more than a month and a half, two months, whatever it's been. There, there is no time during this pandemic. I mean, time doesn't make any sense. I'm on vacation right now. Am I really on vacation? I mean, I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going on the air every day for four hours and I'm spending a hell of a lot of time with Jet and Joe is right. I'm throwing him past patterns and I'm having a good time. I'm picking a lot of weeds. I'm watching a lot of Riverdale. It's been a great time, but is it really a vacation? Is anything real anymore during this global pandemic? But we have spent so much time talking about the owners and talking about the players and talking about this deal that they actually never made. And the one thing I feel right about even though we haven't had games yet, is I said, once the games start, we're going to forget about the bickering. Now, I get that there's going to be CBA issues in a year and a half. I'm not denying that. 
But in this moment for the 2020 season, when they start playing games, we aren't really going to think about or remember the fighting and the fact that they haggled on a deal. And in this moment right now, 48 hours or actually 24 hours after the players voted down the owner's last offer, even though they never came to a deal, and this is technically an imposed baseball season from Rob Manfred based on that agreement from March 26th, I'm not even thinking about it anymore. And I can't be the only one. I don't care that they didn't make a deal. Does it matter? The fact that we're getting 60 games, the the same amount of games that the owners offer the players, that the players rejected, in essence, for me and you as fans, not as people who are involved in the Players Association or an ownership group, which none of us are, it doesn't matter that they didn't make a deal. I mean, does it really matter? If anything, it's a good thing they didn't make a deal because they're not expanding the playoffs. (laughs) Think about it that way. And they're not extending the universal DH into 2021. Think about it that way. So the fact that the owners and players haggled for the last two months and they couldn't make a deal and they couldn't agree on anything, no doubt that's a bad sign for the future. No question about it. We're probably going to have a work stoppage before the 2022 season. But that's in 2022. And at this rate, at global pandemic speed, that's actually 44 years from now. So who cares? I got to tell you, that's one positive I'll I'll spin to you. I do not give a damn that the players and owners never made a deal. Who cares? Does it really bother you? I mean, if you're listening right now and you are turned off by the negotiations over the last two months, I ask you this. Do you actually care right now in this moment? I don't care. Look, the thing I'm concerned about has absolutely nothing to do with the players and owners not being able to make a deal. My concern is the virus, that's all, and the fact that we're actually going to get a season. So I always felt that way, that once the the baseball actually starts, we're barely going to remember the labor fight. I'm telling you right now, it's still June they just announced officially this new season, you know, minutes ago or maybe an hour ago. I don't even care that they had a labor dispute. Who gives a damn? I don't want to see eight teams from each league in the playoffs. So here's what we know now. We know that there's tentatively going to be a baseball season. They're going to play 60 games. You're probably, I don't think they've announced it yet, but they're probably just going to play the teams in your division and the interleague teams in the other division. We do know Jason Stark was the first one to tweet it, that there's going to be a trade deadline. And I got to tell you, I I would stay away from a trade deadline. It it is already difficult enough to imagine that they're going to have a baseball season. They've already said we are going to limit travel in this incredible way. And now you're going to have the ability to trade a player from... New York to California, from Minnesota to Texas, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. And what are you going to say if a player says, no, I'm not going there? Like, hypothetically, I'll give you a local one. The Mets get off to an awful start, and they're not even in a pennant race because, again, no expanded playoffs. And they figure, boy, we should trade Marcus Stroman. He's a free agent at the end of the year. And they decide to trade Marcus Stroman to... The Houston Astros. Okay? He's going to the Astros, even though Marcus probably wouldn't be that happy about it. 
based on some of the comments he had about the cheating Astros. But I'm just, just go with me on the hypothetical. What would stop Marcus from saying, I am not going to Texas? I'm not moving. I'm not leaving. I don't want to do it. So that is something. And, and I know that the players have agreed to a trade deadline. And maybe there won't be a lot of trades. I actually don't think there will be a lot of trades. I think it'll be the quietest trade deadline ever. But I would have probably gone with no trade deadline this year, especially because the season is so short. You know, at what point are you really deciding you're out of it? If the season is starting on July 24th and now within a month, so you've played 35 games and you're saying, oh, we're out of it. So I probably wouldn't have even had a trade deadline to begin with. I would have stayed away from that. The roster size makes sense. They're going to start off with 30, drop down to 28, I think eventually go to 26, have a pool of players working out. What what I am very intrigued by with that is, are you literally going to send guys down when they struggle or only to replace guys that are injured or get the virus? Because if you've got a reliever, and we've seen it so often over the last few years, the Yankees have done it where they've got that shuttle system of relievers, that 13th reliever on the roster. Pitches a couple of innings. Okay, now let's go call up another guy. Are you really going to feel comfortable if you're any team calling up a guy that's throwing side sessions? Because let's face it, what are you really doing? So I think the use of the minor league system is going to be fascinating. But really the million-dollar question, and it's the thing that you know Joe and I have speculated on at times, is how aggressive are you going to be with your starting pitchers? Look, these guys had almost a full spring training. They were working their way up. They were building up their arm strength. And then in the middle of March, it completely stopped. We have seen video of Garrett Cole working out at Yankee Stadium. We've seen video of him having a catch with his pregnant wife. I don't know how that translates, though, into first start of the year. How deep into a game can I go? And if you're the Yankees, look, you're trying to win a championship. I I think once this season starts... I believe that most baseball fans are going to look at it as a real season. I get it. 60 games is a small amount of time, especially in a in a normal 162-game year. It's, what, 37% of your normal season, 35% of your normal season. But I think once it starts, as fans, we're going to believe it's real. It's going to be different, but all the sports is going to be different, and especially when we get to the playoffs, assuming your team makes the playoffs. You know, Yankees are in the playoffs playing the Twins, Ah, it's going to feel real. But how aggressive are you going to be with a guy in Cole who's in the first year of an incredibly long contract? You know it's not just about this season. I think a lot of teams with a lot of starting pitchers who are in different contract situations, it is going to be fascinating to see how it's handled. As far as the extra inning thing is concerned, it's a joke. And I think everybody realizes that. There's a debate about the DH. I respect the other side. I hope you respect my side. There is even a debate about extra playoff teams. I sort of respect your side. No, I'm kidding. I respect your side if you want more playoff teams. I just happen to think you're wrong. Does anybody actually like, is there really anybody that actually likes the idea of putting a guy on second base in the 10th inning? Now, I don't know if what I'm about to say is the most popular answer, but I'm going to tell you how I really feel when I've heard over and over again the idea of we're going to put a guy on second base. I would 
10 times more rather have a tie. I really would. And I know, oh, come on, ties in baseball, it's crazy. Look, if you're playing the game that they don't want to play 15 inning games because of the concern of teams being around too long or injuries to pitchers, whatever you want to come up with, if that's really how the owners, the commissioner, and the players all feel, that they don't think this is the right climate for a 17-inning game, okay, fine. I'll accept that. I understand that. Don't necessarily agree with it, but okay, fine. Give me a tie over this ridiculousness, this circus-like feel of putting a guy on second base. It's not baseball. It's not real. I think it is so over-the-top dumb that, yeah, I would, I'd say play it like Japan. In Japan, I think they play 10 or 11 innings and call it a tie. That's what you do. Call it a tie. It sucks. It'll be weird when Edwin Diaz blows a three-run lead in the ninth inning and the Mets have to settle for a tie. Are we going to say, great, we didn't lose? Or are we going to say, hey, this sucks? I don't know, but I'd rather find that out than putting a guy on second base. And, and basically, right out of the gate, and don't give me this all, but it'll add strategy to the game since I'm going to miss it with the DH. Do you bunt? Do you put the guy on third and then the, the opposing pitcher is going to walk the next two hitters and so every situation basically becomes bases loaded one out? Spare me. It's a dumb, gimmicky, minor league kind of rule. And if the truth is you're concerned, you're really concerned about guys being at the ballpark too long, then call it a tie. Now, as far as the schedule is concerned, 40 games in your division and 20 games interleague with your geographic counterpart. Um, Look, I, I'm not the biggest fan of interleague play, but I guess I understand it. I get the whole travel aspect, and I'm certainly not going to complain about that. I don't think that the Anaheim Angels should face the New York Yankees. Totally agree with that. I guess I leaned initially towards the idea of just play your division. Just stay inside your division. Now, I get that this is all about TV ratings, and they figure Mets Braves over and over again not quite as appealing as not only Mets Yankees, but even Mets Red Sox or Yankees Nationals. So... It's one of those things that if I was the czar of baseball, would I do it differently? Yes, I would say it's all divisional games. So it's 60 divided by four. That comes out to 15. So you'd play 15 games against each. I actually have to use a calculator too. You play 15 games against each team in your division, call it a day. Instead, they're going to go 10 games against each team in your division. And then 20 divided by five is four, but they're not going to do that. They're going to go Mets-Yankees six, and then three, 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 three with the others, which adds up to four times three is 12, plus nine is 21. So take a game away, go 20. <laughs> Wherever they take that game from. Maybe it's Mets-Yankees. Maybe they only play five times as opposed to six times. But I get it. I get it from an entertainment standpoint. And one thing I actually feel good about, and I didn't look past last year, but one thing I've mentioned is that you're going to get a significant advantage and disadvantage based on the division you're in because you're playing so many games against your division and you're not playing a team in the other division. So, for example, in the American League East, 
the New York Yankees are playing a completely different schedule than the Minnesota Twins, yet they may be competing for a wild card spot or for best record in the league. But really, the more important thing is a wild card spot. I looked at just divisional records last year. Just every team's record inside their division. And we got the exact same playoff teams in the National League. Just based on divisional record, nothing else. And in the American League, the only difference was, I think, Cleveland and Oakland and Tampa Bay as opposed to just Oakland and Tampa Bay. I think there would have been a one-game playoff or something. So the point is, the divisional record didn't present like this completely different world because the truth is you're going to benefit from your bad division anyway. Minnesota benefited from it last year. I think we all knew they weren't a true 100-win team. They were in a division that featured the god-awful Kansas City Royals and the god-awful Detroit Tigers. And maybe in such a different kind of sample size where you're only playing 60 games, it wouldn't make as big of a difference. But look, I I think in any season you're going to benefit from being in a division with bad teams in it when you have an unbalanced schedule. Is that make it difficult for the New York Mets? Yeah, I think it always was. The Washington Nationals are the defending world champions. The Atlanta Braves are the defending division champions. And the Phillies should be better. So really, you've got one quote-unquote cakewalk, and that's Miami. But I think in a 60-game season, with such a short spring training, it's not going to play out necessarily maybe the way we would expect it in a normal season. And the thing that's going to be really... I guess intriguing to watch is if we get results that none of us see coming. And usually if that happens in the course of a real season, we say that's great. That's parody. What a shocking story. When the Atlanta Braves went from uh, worst to first in 1991 and the Minnesota Twins went from worst to first in 1991, we all thought it was cool. It's like, wow, isn't that crazy? In a year like this, it creates questions. In a year like this, it becomes, that's not real. In a year like this, it becomes, come on, it's just the schedule. The better teams making the playoffs benefit the idea that this season is legitimate. But I make this deal with you right now. And you don't have to make the deal with me, but I'm telling you this right now on June 23rd, 2020. And even though I've got healthy skepticism, we may not have a season. I tell you, with my hand out, even though we can't shake hands anymore, it's a virtual handshake, that this is legitimate. And I've always felt that way. This is legitimate. Yes, it's a 60-game season. Yes, it's going to feature no crowds in all likelihood. Yes, we may see starting pitchers go three and a third innings. It is going to be weird on every level. But everybody's dealing with the same situation. And whoever we crown as champion, assuming we are lucky enough to get through this and crown a champion, is the champion. I wasn't around for 1981. 1981 is history to me. But when I look at the history of 1981... I see more issues with the legitimacy of that year than this season. Because in that season, they made up the rules as they went along. Playoff teams were determined, even though teams played between 102 and 110 games combined, playoff teams were determined by fewer than 60 games. You won your division by playing fewer than 60 games. And they made it up as they went along because of the work stoppage. 
all these years later, maybe most of you listening to this podcast don't remember it. I don't remember it. I look at history. The L.A. Dodgers won the World Series. So to the Yankee fans listening, to the Met fans listening, make this agreement with your friend. If the Yankees win the World Series, it was real. If the Mets win the World Series, it was real. Don't play that game of it's real until I don't think it's real. (laughs) It's real until I don't like the result. Then it was fraudulent. Don't play that game. You're too good for it. But I'll tell you this right now. Do you give a damn that the owners and players couldn't agree to a deal? I don't. Give me freaking baseball. And for those that are still not believing they'll like it, even if we have it, we'll see. We'll see. Because on July 24th or 25th, whenever they deem a true opening day, if you love sports, if you love baseball, if you don't, then what what can I tell you? But if you truly love the game, I think you'll be excited it's back. In the NBA, there's a different element going on. If you're a fan of the New York Knicks, I understand why you may not be in to the NBA regular season slash playoffs. Totally get it. In the NHL, if you're a Devil fan, totally get it. In this baseball situation, we are all starting from square one. We're all beginning in the same situation. Now, I'm sure if we have a baseball season, there are going to be many days where we will say, boy, that was weird last night. Boy, it's tough getting used to a starting pitcher pitching four innings. There's going to be a lot of weird crap going on. By the way, they should waive the five-inning rule to get a win this year, assuming we believe starting pitchers are going to go two, three innings. But I think they'll go a little bit longer than that. A little bit. But it's baseball. And in this time where we have been without sports for the longest period of time in our lifetime and really the longest period of time we've ever seen. Enjoy it. And hopefully we get it. I'm going to try to enjoy the rest of my vacation. I have read 24, the Willie Mays book, in about two and a half days, and now I'm reading Jackie Robinson's autobiography. And I'm also spending a lot of time with my kid. So that's my vacation. Anyhow, I'll talk to you next Monday at 2 o'clock. Make sure you're listening to Joe Monday through Friday at 2 o'clock. This has been a baseball's back, sort of, edition of the Evan Roberts Podcast.